The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Agile Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're doing a deep dive into the methodology that can transform your marketing strategies and cross-functional effectiveness, Agile Operations. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know about using Agile methodologies to make your marketing strategies, content, and implementation more effective. With us today is Roland Smart, who is a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast and the VP of Marketing at Pantheon which is a website operations platform for Drupal and WordPress. They are the leader in the web ops industry and run more enterprise WordPress and Drupal sites than any other platform. So far this week, we've talked about how to apply agile processes in your marketing operations, how to approach an agile transformation, how to use agile methodologies to create content and drive sustainable organic growth. And today we're going to discuss how web ops can promote agility. Here's the fourth installment of Agile Week with Roland Smart from Pantheon. Roland, welcome back to Agile Week on the MarTech Podcast. Hello again. Glad to be back. It's great to have you. Uh, today, we're going to really talk about you know the, your sweet spot and, and a little bit about Pantheon's business and the role that it plays in agility. We're going to talk about web ops. So let's just start off by you giving us an overview of what web ops are and why they're important to marketers. Absolutely. So a lot of marketers may not be familiar with the term web ops or the term that it's based on, DevOps. So let me actually start by going back to the origins a little bit and talk about DevOps. So as Agile really came out of the software development world, one of the things that came along with the adoption of Agile practices in the software development world was something called DevOps, which is just short for developer operations. It's a combination of two different functions together. And the goal is basically just to reduce as much friction as you possibly can from the process of developing software. So it often means structuring processes so that they're regular and stable. And it usually also means applying automation to take some of the grunt work or some of the manual processes associated with doing development work and just obfuscate them away with automation. 
Well, when you think about DevOps, there's many different sort of software development contexts. So you could be doing, for example, enterprise application development or backend development or mobile development. And each one of those cases, your DevOps configuration is going to look a little bit different. What we've done at Pantheon is we've said, we're going to build a version of DevOps that is specific and purpose-built for web teams. And we call that WebOps. So you really want your web team to have a WebOps platform like Pantheon because it effectively makes it so that they can iterate faster on your site. And more iteration, faster iteration leads to movement on the KPIs that a CMO or a senior marketer cares about, the website owner cares about. So there's a couple of things that pop into my head as you're describing what the purpose of DevOps is, and a lot of it is around automation. So the first thing that came into my mind is something that maybe marketers are more familiar with is marketing automation, right? When there is a trigger that happens on your website, that is the start of a cascading waterfall of we take this bit of data, we insert it into this email, that email is sent with this time frame, and all of a sudden this magic happens that leads to engagement with the customer. Talking about DevOps and the sub-segment of DevOps, which is WebOps, it's really building in that same workflow, but for the technical side and the management of your development and specifically your website. Absolutely. I mean, imagine if you had to have somebody pick up an inbound email and manually respond to it every time, like that would crush you from a labor perspective, right? Automation is of huge value there. So let's geek out a little bit. I want to talk about some of the more specifics of web ops. Sure. What are some of the things that get automated? I think that's really where this feels like more of an engineering-centric topic for the average marketer, and maybe they don't understand what are the processes that solutions like Pantheon and some of the other web op companies are taking off the developer's plate to allow them to move faster. So... For example, doing things like upgrading your core CMS, upgrading the plugins. Usually when we're working on our websites, we're, we've got a set of developers who are working in a development environment. Then when it's good enough or it seems to be working right in that environment, they move it over to a test environment or a stage environment where a marketer can actually look at the change. It's not in production yet, but they can look at it and say, yes, this is what we talked about. This is what the design should look like. And this is the experience is right. Let's now push it to production. Every time you have a handoff of code, you're basically pushing code from the development environment to the test environment and then to the live environment. Every one of those handoffs has a bunch of manual processes associated with it. So every, I think every marketer has had the experience where they say, okay, this looks great in my stage environment or my test environment, go live. And then it takes a bunch of days before it actually gets pushed live. So Services like Pantheon or WebOps platforms, we automate that process so we can even put a button in front of a marketer when they can take control of when the thing goes into production. They can see something in the test environment. They can say, this looks great. I'm going to push the button and it will immediately go live. We can also give them a button that says, hey, I'm going to roll that change back because for whatever reason, if it didn't work right in the live environment, I can change that. So the reality though is when you look at the way that we develop software, it's not that clean and simple that we take something and we just go from dev to our test environment to live. Usually we go from dev to test, 
But then we go back to dev because we get some feedback. We need to change it. Then we go back to test. And sometimes we do a couple of round trips. And then when we go live, we may do a couple of round trips. Every one of those round trips, if you don't have web ops, is very time consuming and expensive. So you don't want your developers spending their cycles on moving things from one environment to another. You want them focused on actually developing code and pushing it into production. I'll just mention a couple of other quick things that are top of mind that really burn a lot of cycles for developers. I mentioned upgrading your CMS. Also, just taking your production data and automatically pushing it back into your test and dev environments, which increases the likelihood that the code quality is going to be good and you're going to reduce errors. It also makes the process of doing user acceptance testing better. So there's lots of things like that. Now, I've just scratched the surface here. There's lots of tasks like that that we automate and we just help your team move faster. It's like if you're mining and you want the people that are the miners to be digging for whatever coal or precious metal that you're looking for, you don't want them putting it in the wheelbarrow and spending all of their time moving back and forth. That to me is what I think about in terms of web ops. And I think we've seen it in a couple different ways. Yeah, I think all of it is in the service of making it so that your dev team or web team has more bandwidth to focus on the stuff that's actually going to move the needle for you. So less time moving coal, more time getting diamonds. The other thing just to recognize here, we talked in an earlier conversation about the fact that when you embrace Agile, part of what you're doing is you're going from scenario A is you don't make a lot of releases. You've done a lot of planning. So over a quarter, let's say you're only going to make one or two releases, updates to your site. And you're going to try and be sure that those releases are high quality and that they're perfect. In that scenario, the cost of deploying something, while it might take two days, isn't that big of a deal because the cost of one deployment compared to the quarter is not that much. But when you transition to an agile world where you're not doing two or three big releases, you're doing 30 small releases. In that scenario, the cost of the transaction of the release is of the utmost importance. You literally cannot operate in an agile fashion if the cost of deploying code is very expensive. So that's where, when I talk about web ops being an enabler of agility, that's where the rubber hits the road. Okay, so in theory, I totally understand what you're saying, right? Agility is about moving quickly, small test. Web ops allows you to strip out some of the extra developer time to push code live to see if it's working. So it allows you to iterate faster. That all is logical. Tell me about some practical applications that you've seen of people using web ops to drive more efficiency and to be more agile. Yeah, so when we share the story of two customers that apply agility in slightly different ways. So the first one is the ACLU. You may remember that there was a travel ban that was put in place. And that was basically a news event that had an incredible degree of penetration in the market. It was literally on everybody's radar. Sure, you're, you're referring to the travel ban that was implemented at the beginning of the Trump administration. Yes, that travel ban. Okay. Just for the sake of clarifying what we're talking about for anybody that isn't from the United States or doesn't follow local politics, the United States implemented a ban of specific countries with high populations of Muslims to try to restrict the amount of what it saw as uh, terrorist activity. So there was a select number of countries that the U.S. wouldn't allow people to visit the United States from, and it was a controversial political move here in the United States. Sorry, Roland, go ahead. 
Yeah, and something pretty relevant to the work that the ACLU does advocating for civil rights. So there was an opportunity for them to basically raise money to be able to advocate around this issue. And there's been many events like this in the past where if the ACLU could have stood up a site or an experience quickly enough about a specific issue, they would have been able to tap into the generosity of the general public to fund advocacy for these kinds of things. And web ops has been something that basically has enabled them to respond really quickly to news events like this because it just made the process, for example, of standing up a new page where people could raise their hand and donate money to fund advocacy. It made that process really easy. So they, they were able to stand up a page in a matter of an hour about this issue. And in this period of three days, they raised more money around that specific thing than they had raised in the previous like seven years. Their ability to respond quickly had a profound impact on what they were able to do as an organization. And I just want to be clear, like it's not just that they put up a blog post or something. They don't need to necessarily have web development to put up a piece of content. It's that they put up a page that was a bespoke page about this topic that was a highly performant page. And the other part of WebOps is the underlying infrastructure where this page went from seeing basically no traffic one day to seeing, I think the donations were primarily small donations. So it was something like over 350,000 small donations mm-hmm. led to like $25 million or something like that in a short period of time. So that means that that page went from having no traffic to having extreme traffic. And they needed an underlying infrastructure that was going to be able to stand up to that incredible volatility of traffic. So that's one of the benefits that you get from having a web ops platform. Now, when we talk about a different customer that gets a very different kind of benefit from WebOps. So if we look at a company like Tableau, that's a company that went from maybe $100 million to a billion dollar company in a few years on a site that where 95% of their business was driven through their website. And if you look at the way that they're driving demand and capturing demand and getting it into the top of their funnel, you'll see that they do it with over 7,000 customized landing pages. So one of the things that WebOps allows you to do is to scale your ability to be able to stand up pages and iterate pages massively. So without WebOps, managing and customizing 7,000 individual customized pages would be nearly impossible to do. So those are two very different contexts where web ops can provide a benefit, but both are absolutely in the service of allowing these companies to operate in a more agile fashion. So what I'm hearing is that web ops allows both of these examples, the ACLU and Tableau, to be responsive, to launch content quickly, but the benefits of a web ops platform is a little different for each example. When you talk about ACLU, there was a scalable infrastructure built behind the page that they launched quickly. It was not just a small website that wasn't going to be able to handle the amount of traffic because they had the web ops solution. And the example of Tableau, they're not launching a single page that became a massive hit. They're launching thousands of pages, all which are seeing some traffic and an aggregate is helping them drive their business. Yeah. In the first case goes to what we were talking about a minute ago about automation. Like if you were working with a traditional host, you would have to do a lot of manual processes really, really quickly 
to be able to handle those kinds of change in page volume. With a WebOps platform, you can automate a lot of that process so that the underlying platform just automatically flexes and scales to meet the need. In the other case, I think what WebOps allows you to do is to be able to take templates or what we call Pantheon upstreams and to be able to quickly deploy a template to many, many, many pages with the click of a button or a change to a subset of those pages with the click of a button instead of having to manually go into each one and update them. So both are sort of different applications of automation and the way that WebOps helps teams scale. Yeah, it essentially allows you to add depth onto your website where you can handle a lot of traffic to a single page. And it also allows you to add breadth where you can infinitely expand the number of pages if that was part of your business strategy. Yeah, I think that's a great description. Okay. Any other tips in terms of people that are thinking about using a web ops platform and how that can drive agility? One thing that's really, really important is that we talked about the fact that there's DevOps in general, like the context in which you're applying DevOps will impact the implementation that you have. So when you're choosing a WebOps platform, you need to think really carefully about the CMS that you're going to use, the content management system. For example, at Pantheon, we're focused exclusively on Drupal and WordPress, and we can support headless implementations. So we might not be a good fit for you if you're using a different content management service. I think my major takeaway when we talk about WebOps and how it can improve agility is it A, strips out the amount of time that it takes for you to make changes, roll out code, produce new pages. And the examples that you use, sometimes it allows you to scale your website without having to do a lot of the extra logistics. And it also gives you the ability to scale your website in the sense of the amount of traffic you're able to handle. And it also allows you to scale in the sense of the number of pages you're able to create. So If you're working in a business that is trying to create a lot of different types of content and doing lots of iteration, WebOps is absolutely something that you should consider in the sense of it'll enable you to be more agile. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Roland Smart for joining us. If you'd like more of Roland's tips for building an effective agile strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we discuss how to build an agile marketing stack. And if you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Roland, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can send him a tweet. His handle is rsmartly, R-S-M-A-R-T-L-Y. Or you can visit his company's website, which is pantheon.io. That's P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N.io. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of our transcripts and contact information for all of our guests. And if you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thank you for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you. So we built benjshap.com slash question where you could submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My personal handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Agile Week, we've got some great episodes lined up for the rest of the month. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.